Welcome to Christ Church Pops, a podcast of Christ Church Parish in Pensacola, Florida. Here we'll be sharing the preaching of the parish, both recent and from the past, as well as conversations with the people of the parish. So let's go. So today we're with one of my favorite people. Bridget Flugate is not only a longtime member of Christ Church, but also, and we're going to get to this, the longest tenured teacher at EDS, our school. Isn't that right? Correct. All right, so let's start there because it's interesting. Okay. How many years have you taught at EDS? Well, this is my 39th. 39th. 39 years. Okay. Yes. yes. So Katie wasn't born yet. <laughs> no. And a lot of the parents weren't either. so what's it like well okay look first you haven't taught what you take now what how did it kind of start what did you teach over the years well um steve's family are devout episcopalians okay all right when we got married his parents said that your children have to go to episcopal day school oh you were given an ultimatum yeah okay (laughs) we're setting up a trust fund which really made a difference. Yeah. Um, and that's where we want them to go. And I was all for it because, I mean, EDS has a wonderful reputation. I mean, it's the best. It's the best. And um, that's how we got started. My Both my daughters started in the three-year-olds. And then what I did is I started volunteering so much that they gave me a job. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was teaching elsewhere and stuff, but... Um, I got involved. I loved it, loved the kids. I liked what they were doing. And so that's how I started. I was a reading tutor at first. And then um, I ran a computer lab with like three computers, the little apples, yes. apple computers. You wouldn't remember. She's seen people. And then, it, you know, and then it, it went on and on and on. And I made it a point. I went back to school to get instructional technology mm. degrees. And, um, that's where it all came from, and it's kept going. Yeah, so now you, you teach a class called Innovation. Correct. What do you do in Innovation? Really, anything we want. But the big part of that is learning to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is a problem or a challenge, and I want them to know the steps that you need to take to solve that problem. It doesn't matter where that problem's coming from. It could be history. It could be something at home. Um, it could be science, whatever. You're going to use the same steps to solve that problem. And if you use it, you probably will. I want to get back to the generational thing. And, and sorry, I have a lot of questions today, uh, Katie. But so like, give me some of the examples of stuff you did. Because one time I walked out into the courtyard of EDS and a group of maybe, let's say, sixth grade girls were using a circular saw and a drill and trying to put together a hoverboard. Correct. And I thought, why did it not happen in my school? Yes. Well, probably because it's super duper dangerous. <laughs> it was really dumb on my part to be doing that. No. Actually, part of that was learning to use those tools. Girls, because they're girls and they need to be pushed into these fields, they need to learn those tools. Mm-hmm. Hovercraft. What's interesting is we didn't really think it would work, but it did. Oh, wow. wow. It did. Now, it took a lot of trial and error. Um, We made a lot of mistakes. We had to research a lot of materials to keep the air on the bottom of it. Mm. Um, But it did work. And it was Cannon Boyles who wrote it for the first time. It stayed up five seconds, but that counts. That That counts. That does count. And it worked. So that was just truly amazing. 
and no one got hurt. Yeah. Even better. Yes, <laughs> even better. <laughs> and the girls really got into it. I'm amazed. Girls will do things if you give them the opportunity. That's right. Yes. But you got to get over that fear and people watching. I mean, there is a peer pressure kind of thing, too. Mm -hmm. That, oh, that's not cool, but we got to get over that. Mm -hmm. You know, and they are. They are. It's getting better and better. So what kind of other projects would you have kids Well, do? I try to find projects that are relevant. Like um, one that I really, really enjoyed was um, I had students design a playground for disabilities. Mm -hmm. And they had to design specifically one piece of equipment that someone with a disability could use. Okay. And we made prototypes. We put it together. I had the city director come talk with them about what's going on in Pensacola, you know, what, what playgrounds are accessible, those that are not. Mm -hmm. And uh, they went crazy with it. They went crazy with it. And we had this cute little playground, all prototypes, a lot of it made out of clay and weird stuff. But, you know, I think they got a lot out of it. They were aware. Um, we even had little wheelchairs that we used to try out the prototypes. Um, it was really neat. I mean, it was, it was just amazing how they got into it. Yeah. And then recently we just finished one. It's called the Storm Drain Disaster. Okay. And what it is is that uh, the challenge is that you walked over a storm drain, all the stuff fell out of your backpack, fell down into the drain. Mm. You can't get it out. you got to design a tool that will get out all those items. Oh, wow. We just finished that, and that was a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you mock it? Like, how did you, did you build, like, a... I took an old um, Lowe's bucket, and I took cardboard and made grates on the top. And then I threw a bunch of stuff inside, and they had to do another prototype to try to get them out. But they were only allowed one tool to get all the items out. And some of them were magnetic. Mm. So they used magnets, which is interesting, but some of the other stuff wasn't. Was so it? they had to build a multiple-purpose tool to get them all out. So... And it was interesting how many people have lost stuff down in the grates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I was surprised. I asked them, you know, how many of you ever, and they, oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, it was funny. When I was a kid, <clears throat> for Christmas, I got a uh, remote control car that I was super excited about. Yeah. And then it went into one of those storm drains. Yeah. yeah. And I lost it. And it took me about three hours. We did it just simple yeah. lasso. Yeah. Like we built a little rope lasso and lowered it down until we finally got it up and got it out. But, but you um, did it. I did. You yeah. did it. Sort of problem solving like you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, it's perseverance. Oh, let me tell you, some yeah. of them did. They were getting so frustrated, but they kept going. Yeah. They just kept going. They were going to figure it out. And then it was like, we need to stop. You know, I mean, we've played with this long enough. And they go, no, we've got to get it. So mm -hmm. I let them keep going. So, and they finally did well with that. So, and it opens their eyes to different things in our community as well. Uh -huh. I mean, as you were mentioning, uh -huh. playgrounds for individuals right. who right. have disabilities and exactly. being aware of challenges that they may not face themselves, but they are mm -hmm. present in culture. Yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> I should have wrote that on my list plans. <laughs> oh, I, I missed that objective. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And, and it's all got to be fun. I mean, that's yes. just who I am. And they know that. And if I do something serious, they freak out. You know? <laughs> but we try to twist it around a little bit and maybe make some enjoyment out of it. So, so with that element of fun, I'd be curious, you do Clown College. Where did that come about? And oh, boy, that's another good story. Um, when my daughter was in kindergarten, the kindergarten teacher here required that every parent come to class and teach a lesson. Hmm. All right, there was a parent in this that was in my daughter's class um, that went to Clown College. 
And she said, why don't we do something about clowns? And I said, cool, we'll do it. You know, so she started telling me all the stuff that she had learned. So we put it together. Well, they left and the kindergarten teacher loved it so much that I just continued it and it evolved. It evolved. And so now it's this major production. <laughs> yeah, so for the listeners, <laughs> Clown Callers is both wonderful and, and ridiculous all at the same time. And every year, Bridget writes a script that kind of keeps together a theme or an idea. And then the kindergartners, right, kindergarten? Uh-huh, kindergarten. As yeah. they're graduating out of kindergarten, participate as clowns, including there's also a lot of the teachers and, and other people yes. on the school community yes. will dress up. I've been known to do it a few times. Robert Katie has done it as well. I don't know what I do without. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, you're, you're weird, and kids love that. They like to see the other side of you. But I love that word. We definitely are weird. Yeah. It's true. All right, going back to something we said a minute ago, though. So you've now had multiple generations of kids. Correct. What's it like to teach a kid that you also taught their parent? It's actually kind of neat, you know, and, and especially when the child finds out that I taught their parent. They asked me all these questions about their dad or their mom. How were they in class? Were they, you know, did they do silly things? Whatever. And that just cracks me up. It just cracks me up. And then I guess, too, there are some parents that go here I didn't realize I taught. And then I would see them in a, in a different environment. And they go, don't you remember me? And I'm going, <laughs> you know, give me, some, give me some hints here. And eventually I, you know, I... I finally figure out who they are but they changed so much since mm-hmm. i've had them that i forget but it's just really neat and you've to also recognized. taught literally at this point thousands of children yeah right so it's not yeah. also like that one class was your class for a long time right that you had a lot of kids i'm sure there are a lot of times that you have to your memory has to be jogged the older i get yes yes <laughs> very much so very much so. I need a tool for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You because know, I wish I could remember their names because I feel bad when I don't. But I, they're lost. But I do remember who they are. Right. Yeah. You know, I may not remember their names and stuff. Plus, I have an advantage teaching so many kids, but then I have a disadvantage. I really don't get to know them as well as homeroom teachers do. True. And I kind of miss that. I mean, that would be, you know, a neat thing to be able to get to know them better, right? So, especially middle school. But then you get, but now you get to, ex, you know, expose the entire school to, you know, innovation. And so right. it's not just right. instead of investing a lot of times in twenty kids, you're investing time in yeah. all, yeah. yeah, whatever it is, four hundred uh-huh. of them. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and I'm fortunate to teach them all. So. Yeah, that's neat. Mm-hmm. That's neat. And then you do also after-school activities. So uh, yes, we have the robotics team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. When I don't know anything about robotics, mm-hmm. and kind of jumped into that too. It's like clown college. Do nothing about that either. And you know, I'm learning as they do, and um, I really enjoy that because uh, they get to actually experience a real life situation working with those robots and be, the competition with high school students, major experience for them. Yeah. And they they never get worried or nervous or anything. I'm freaking out, you know, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And they just do so well. Mm-hmm. Considering those high school kids, I mean, that's amazing yes. that they can do that. Yeah. So we're fortunate that we can 
we have that at school. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody does. So, how long has RoboJags been going on? Well, that's I guess about now the competition part. I've only been doing about ten years because okay. I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been teaching robotics. I guess about twenty. A very simple concepts, not compared to this competition, because it's it's major. Yeah. It's it's really something what they learn and that they can so. And inspires yeah. them for their future too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We. I've had a student that went to NASA. Wow. That wow. was on the robotics team. Yeah. Long time ago. Um, and we keep in contact now and again to see what he's doing. And it is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wow. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And you're part of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he would have done well. <laughs> but I'll take that. I mean, I'll take uh-huh. it wherever I can get it. So yeah. Yeah. But before we do our rapid fire questions, what is what do you like to do when you're not Mrs. Fluge at school? What do you do for fun? Um, I love sports. I love tennis. I enjoy playing tennis. I'm trying to find people to, to play pickleball with me. Do y'all play pickleball? I have. <laughs> really? Because I want to learn pickleball. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. seems so cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. popping up everywhere. Yeah. And it's a little easier on your body, I think, than tennis. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not, because you get quick reactions. I don't know. But I would love to learn pickleball. But uh, my bachelor's degree is in physical education. And I've always I've been brought up. I've done a lot of sports when I was in school and college. But that kind of went to the wayside when I got into technology, mm-hmm. which is totally opposite. It is degrees. So I had to, yeah, I had to start over and get another degree. I actually got three more. So in that field, just so I could keep up. <laughs> All right, you ready for the rapid fire questions? You ready? Well, I do have a con college story. Oh no! Oh, okay, yeah, please say a con. Yeah. I don't. You didn't ask me. Oh, you did. Call no. Me. I had a student one year, and I can't even remember what year it was said, does God laugh? Mm. And I, I was very honest. I said, I have no idea. I mean, I didn't know. So I got to thinking, this is where I'm bringing up Bishop Russell. I called the secretary and I said, I have some students here that have a question and I can't answer it. And so he said, okay. He said, can you come over and can they interview you? And he said yes. Oh, cool. Nice. So he came over. We sat in the conference room over there, and they asked how many times his laughter, first of all, in the Bible. Okay. And he even had to research it. And he told stories about laughter, and then he said, does God laugh? And he said yes. And, it, and I can't even remember Psalms or something about that God is the ruler of heaven and laughs. I think it's in Psalms. Okay. And that's what they wanted to hear. Yeah. And so I had the middle school, that's when we used to have WEDS, and I had them video the whole interview, and we put it on the morning broadcast. Oh. And we also showed it in church for devotions. It was adorable. That's really yeah. great. Oh, he was so good with those kids. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited to hear about laughter, mm. which is everything. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Bottom line. Yeah. So they, yeah. And I forgot about it. Till I got to thinking, you know, that'd be a story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been a so, while. There's this famous image of Jesus laughing that a lot of people have as a drawing or painting. And my favorite person in the seminary community was the woman in charge of admissions. Just a good 
wonderful hearted person. And you walk in her office and she just had the most wonderful laugh. She said, well, if Jesus laughs, so can I, is what she would say. So the same thing's true with God, right? If God can laugh, so can I. With certain religions that they believe in, they're so serious. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I even went to one church like that. And it's like, they need to hear that. You know, yeah, joy. It's not sin, sin, sin. You know, I mean, you can enjoy life and it's, it's a medicine. Yeah. You know, it, it, it keeps you well. So, anyway, I just had to tell that. I'm Thank glad you, you did. Oh, okay. Now Katie's going to be mean and rather I fire a bunch of questions. Here. Wrap at anything. No. It's a challenge. I know. All right, here we go. What was your favorite television show as a kid? This is really corny, but it was um, Leave it to Beaver. Fantastic. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? No. Okay. No. What is one book that you recommend? Well, now I know you probably want something profound and everything, but one book I'm reading right now is, and it's because it, it relates to 2024 and the future, is Artificial Intelligence. Ooh, yes. There's one on that and where it's going. Mm-hmm. And there's so many questions about the ethical side of that, which I think is very, very important for people to understand. Yes. Yes. There's a good side to it, and there's not a good side to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading this book right now about it, and it is very good God. about explaining all those sides to that. So. Yeah. What is your favorite character in the Bible, and you cannot pick Jesus or God? Darn! <laughs> okay. Well, it was funny because um, we were talking about whales. <laughs> other day and we talked about Jonah the whale yeah so in, in with the uh, first grade and that came to mind when I saw that that question so Jonah one of Katie's yeah. favorite characters also Jonah. yeah yeah cool so the kids mm-hmm. we're fascinated by that story also a very funny story yes <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. has to be <laughs> what is your favorite hymn all things bright and beautiful, and we had to look it up because I couldn't remember the title. <laughs> we sang that at chapel yesterday. We sang that one a lot in chapel. In all, you know, the 39 years I've been here, since my kids have been here, we have that song is part of church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you think of. So, yeah, yeah. It's interesting what songs they remember because there's a. Sorry, I'm getting interrupting rapid fire questions. There's a member of the church who went to EDS. He's about my age, so 40s. Yeah. And he, his favorite song is I Sing a Song of the Saints of God. And I asked him why, and he goes, because we sang it at EDS all the time, and I like it. That's another one we sing, uh-huh. sing a lot. I was trying to think of the one we used to sing at graduation, but I can't remember. We always sing it, and we changed the words to it and added EDS in there. Were you around when we did that? Mm-hmm. Oh, right now, I can't my remember time. the song. Oh, well. Oh. All right, who's the most famous person that you have met? Um... It was, <laughs> I forgot his name. Oh, Michael Jackson. Oh, really? Steve's parents owned a bookstore downtown mm-hmm. on Government Street. And he walked in one day with his bodyguards. He loves rare books. Huh. And they sold books at the bookstore that they had there. And he came in. Wow. And it was kind of like you didn't meet him. You just knew who he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was trippy. That was oh, trippy cool. with his huge bodyguards and this little guy. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is one thing that instantly makes your day better? 
I think it's when students recognize who you are and what you're doing for them mm. that kind of clicks, mm -hmm. you know, and you see that you are making a difference. Yeah. I know that's cornball, but it's true. No. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So it's true. true. And then what is something that you are grateful for today? Well, I am grateful for my life in Pensacola. And that includes, you know, the school, the church, my friends, my family. My neighbors are amazing, by the way, because we live downtown. Mm. It couldn't be better. It could not be better. Good. Yeah, Wonderful. It could not be better. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for this time and yes. for the work you do with our kids and your ministry here at the church. And thank you very much. You are welcome. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> thank you for listening to Christ Church Pops. Take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, hit like, and share with your friends. And please join us for worship in person or on YouTube or Facebook. And you can learn more about Christ Church at Christ-Church.net. This podcast is by Father Michael Hoffman and Reverend Katie Gillette and edited by Jake Wolstadter. Christ Church exists to show everyone God loves them unconditionally. So remember God loves you and have a blessed day.